Welcome into another episode of Locked On Phillies. In today's episode, the Phillies win three of four in Miami. They finish a road trip with a winning record, and Michael Lorenzen looked awesome in his debut. But what does the team do with Trey Turner, who has continually struggled and looked as bad as he has all season in this series with the Marlins? Well, I'll talk about all of that on today's episode of Locked On Phillies. You are Locked On Phillies, your daily Philadelphia Phillies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, this is Lock On Phillies. I'm Connor Thomas, your host. Thank you so much for checking out Lock On Phillies, part of the Lock On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, you can hear me on 97.5 The Fanatic on the radio as well. See me on NBC Sports Philadelphia every once in a while, filling in, Bleacher Report, doing content creation for them all over the place. You can hear me talking Philadelphia Phillies baseball. Thank you again so much for checking us out. Make sure you're rating, reviewing wherever you consume your podcast. Subscribing to the YouTube if you haven't yet done so. Appreciate everyone who already has. We're making the push towards 2,000 subscribers on the YouTube. Everyone who subscribes helps. It's easy. It costs you nothing. And it gives you notifications when new episodes are posted. It's the best way to consume Lock on Phillies. Today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Swing for the fences on Sleeper picks, and you could win up to 100 times your money. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code Locked On, and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. Let's jump into uh, what the Phillies got into down in Miami. It wasn't all good. <laughs> last night's game was miserable. And I think telling, telling you that last night's game was miserable is an understatement. That was, I feel like every week we're saying that was the worst loss of the Philly season. And then you come out of the week and you're like, okay, but they won more than they lost. It's such a weird team right now. And there's a lot of weird stuff going on. And I haven't gotten a chance to talk to you since last night's game. So I do want to get into that. And then we'll talk about today's game and dive a little bit deeper into Michael Lorenzen coming up. But last, night game, last night's game was abysmal. The Phillies jump out to a 5-0 lead. They seem to have everything under control. And then the Marlins start coming back. Rob Thompson chooses not to use Craig Kimbrell in the ninth inning. Then he uses him in the 10th. And you had three guys blow saves in this one. It, that's unacceptable. And a lot of opportunity to go ahead and make something happen offensively. And you didn't come through in big spots. And you left a lot of runs out there, even though you scored uh, seven or eight. I forget exactly what it was. You left a lot of runs out there. That game could have been over to begin with. And Brandon Marsh had a big home run in extra innings that put you up too. And then all of a sudden, well, you just go ahead and give it right back in extras. But the bottom line, the bottom line of the culprits is not Rob Thompson or the defense or the offense or the bullpen or the bullpen management. No, it came down to one guy. You had two outs in the final inning. The ball was grounded to Trey Turner. He misplayed it to cost the Philadelphia Phillies the game. The game would have been over. Trey Turner just needs to field the backhand, throw it over the first base, and the ball game is over. And instead, he can't make an easy backhanded play. Ball goes in the outfield, runs scores, Marlins win, and a walk-off for Miami. And the Phillies, they were that play away from sweeping the Marlins. Now, did they deserve to win last night? I don't, I don't know. I mean, the offense was better, but the bullpen wasn't great, and the management wasn't great. And obviously, the defense was terrible. Trey Turner, multiple errors in that game. So I hesitate to say that they deserved to win that game, but they had a chance to. 
And bottom line is if Trey Turner makes an easy play, the ball game's over, the Phillies get out of it with a win, even though they didn't play well. So while there are other people at fault for that loss, I look at Trey Turner and a guy who's let this team down consistently this year and say, yeah, I'm pointing at him when it comes to what didn't go well for the Philadelphia Phillies. But you had still won the first two games. So you had a chance today with Michael Lorenzen on the mound to go ahead and take the series. And the Philadelphia Phillies did just that. They won 4-2 to two over the Miami Marlins. J.T. Romuto with a huge two-run home run. Brandon Marsh with a huge two-RBI single with the bases loaded late in this one in the seventh inning. Lorenzen was great. We're going to talk more about that coming up. Trey Turner's line, 0 for 3. Just, I don't, I, I don't know, man. Didn't walk. No strikeouts, just 0 for 3 on the day. Cold day for Trey Turner at the plate, and it's been just a terrible season for him. He's down to 235. In their starting lineup today, Kyle Schwarber was batting 180. Uh, Jake Cave was batting 213. And Rodolfo Castro literally just came over from the Pirates, is batting 227 on the year. Take Rodolfo Castro out of it. Take Jake Cave out of it. Out of the guys that are everyday players for the Philadelphia Phillies this year, nobody besides Kyle Schwarber is batting a lower batting average than Trey Turner. I just, I don't get it. You have, you have Bryson Stott batting 301. You have Alec Bohm batting 290. Bryce Harper's up to 294. Like, (sighs) Trey Turner should be in that category. And he's absolutely costing this team right now, offensively, defensively, all of that stuff. We're going to get into a deeper conversation about him coming up. But bottom line, the Philadelphia Phillies, they beat the Marlins today. They win four to two. They take care of business. And now let's look at the standings, right? Because following today's win, a lot of teams still to play. Day baseball going on, night baseball going on. The Phillies, their game has been done for a couple hours by the time I'm recording this. They're in the second wild card spot. They're a game up on Milwaukee, a full game up, and a game and a half up on the Miami Marlins, who they just took three or four from. That was a huge series for the playoffs, even though you should have swept them. It was a really big series to put yourself in great playoff position. You're 59 and 50, and now the season series with Miami stands at five games apiece. So you've got the tiebreaker against Miami. You're ahead of them in the standings. Your scoring differential, your run differential, plus 13, is better than Miami's, Milwaukee's, and Arizona's, all who are chasing you. So that's a good sign for the Philadelphia Phillies. And, yeah, they're in good playoff position. Like, this team keeps shooting themselves in the foot every third game, but they'll win the two games leading up to it. So I don't know what to make of it. I don't know what to make of Rob Thompson. I know I went off on him. It seems this team has fatal flaws. Last year, I guess we could have said the same thing, but that was when Joe Girardi was managing them. And since Rob Thompson took over, they seem to be a pretty solid, complete team. Were there questions about the defense? Sure. But the offense was kind of figuring it out pretty well last year post-Girardi. This year, this feels like this team is fatally flawed and they don't have the run in them that – the 2022 Phillies had, but they're more talented on paper. So maybe that shines through and proves me wrong. I just, I say all that to say that despite the team winning the series down there in Miami, I don't know what this team is right now. I don't know if they're playing well or not. I don't know if their ceiling is the world series again, or if it's a first round wild card exit. Like I do still think they're 100% a playoff team and the more games they win, the closer they come to achieving that goal. But Uh, This team has me baffled when it comes to what they actually are and what they're capable of doing game in and game out. If you played a series against this team right now, 
yeah, they could play anybody. But in any given game, they could have one of the worst losses I've ever seen on a baseball field. And Trey Turner's falling apart. And the bullpen has been kind of sketchy lately. And Rob Thompson has not been making good managerial decisions. And the lineup's been weird. And, dude, this team is just confounding. They're the Rubik's Cube of baseball teams. But they keep winning. And I guess that's all that matters. Bottom line, I got the victory shirt on. I've said bottom line like 40 times today. Uh, but the thing that matters is I have the victory shirt on. The Phillies win today. They won three or four in Miami, and they have a very easy stretch coming up. And I'm going to tell you about that easy stretch in tomorrow's episode as we preview their series of starting with the Kansas City Royals. Game one of that tomorrow night, 7.05 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, a long home stretch for the Phillies, too. You can listen to every pitch of the Phillies radio broadcast of their matchup with the Royals on the SiriusXM app. Just go to the SXM app and search Phillies. We'll talk about that series and the upcoming series in tomorrow's episode as we look at a very easy stretch for the Phillies. But coming up, I want to give Michael Lorenz and his props for what he did today and what he could be for the Philadelphia Phillies now that we've seen his first uh, bit of action as member of the Philadelphia Phillies. We'll discuss that as we continue today's episode of Lock on Phillies. First of all, I want to tell you about my friends over at Sleeper. Uh, do you think, uh, I don't know, let's say Aaron Judge, who just came back from the injured list and hit a home run in his first game back. Do you think he can hit a home run tonight? Do you think he can go yard? I mean, the Mets are playing right now. Do you think that they could go ahead and beat the Royals? Well, that would require a lot of their players to get hits. The Mets are kind of tanking. That game's uh, a game between two teams that don't really seem to be interested in playing at all at this point in the season, both sellers at the deadline. Maybe you just look at that and take the unders and hits. Well, on sleeper, you can swing for the fences with up to 100 times payouts on props like that. Like all you have to do is choose two or more players that you like and select more or less in their stat categories like home runs, strikeouts, hits, all that good stuff. Get your picks right and you could win big, okay? The app is super easy to use. It sets the lineup. You get the option to pick players and then you get to choose between stats and yeah, making strikeouts, making hits, making homers. All that good stuff. They got a bevy of stats to pick from, and it's super easy to build. It takes like 20, 30 seconds to put together your lineup. You could win 100 times your money. I don't know what you make hourly or salaried at your job, but there's no return like that in the business world anywhere. And dynamic payouts are live. So basically, each player projection now has a multiplier attached to it as opposed to preset multipliers based on the number of legs in a contest. So like before, if you had eight players that you're betting on, you won, you you got this much amount of money daily fantasy app now dynamic payouts well you got multiplier so let's say you pick Aaron judge to hit a home run like it's rare that a player hits a home run they don't do it every single game well you might have a multiplier on that with dynamic payouts also comes more stat categories to place contests on and you can get higher payouts than other apps with less picks it's absolutely awesome there's no better place for daily fantasy than the sleeper app so use promo code locked on and you'll get up to a 100 dollars match on your first deposit there's so many good things about Sleeper. I've just listed all of them for you. Get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions, I should say, apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details currently operational in over 30 states. Go ahead and check out my friends over at Sleeper today. Okay, that's right. Phillies, done for the day. Day baseball. They got the time off to travel back to Philadelphia. They're playing tomorrow night, so they're going to be hopping on a flight probably in the air right now. But the Phillies play the Royals at 7.05 p.m. at Citizens Bank Park. That's Eastern Standard Time on that game time. You can listen to every pitch of the Phillies' hometown radio broadcast of that game 
on the SiriusXM app. Just go to the SXM app and search Phillies. Now, Michael Lorenzen made his first start for the Philadelphia Phillies today against the Marlins. And listen to this final line. He gets the win. His sixth of the year, he actually had a losing record, even though his ERA has been sub four, which just shows you how bad the Tigers have been. He goes eight innings full, six hits, two runs, two earned, one walk, five Ks, a home run allowed late in this one, threw 101 pitches through eight innings. That's what we call eating innings up. Saranti Dominguez then comes out of the pen, works an inning, no problem, gives up one hit, but works out of it, and ball game over. It was a great, great start by Michael Lorenzen. And let me tell you some stuff that I noticed watching him pitch. He's efficient. He pounds the zone, and he likes to work in the strike zone early. For some guys, that can hurt them because if opposition attacks him that way, well, you might be giving up pitches that are very hittable early and you're ambush hitting, which means you're jumping on the first pitch as the pitchers are trying to throw one of those get-me-over strikes. But a lot of his early strikes were corners, low, breaking ball, change-up, slider, cutter, like – he works the edges very, very well early in the count, but he's very pinpoint in that he gets ahead of batters. He works quick innings. And maybe that was just today against the Marlins, but he has no fear in going out and attacking pitchers. He has the opportunity to induce weak contact. Like nothing was really, besides the home run and a couple of Jazz Chisholm hits, nothing was really smoked out of those six hits. And all day he had like weak grounders, a lot of balls that were weak to middle infielders and stuff like that. So that's a great sign. And I don't know if this is typical of like what Lorenzen's been this year. I haven't been tuned in on the Tigers. I haven't watched his every start, but watching what he did in this one for the Philadelphia Phillies, the three things that come to mind, innings eater, first and foremost, if he can eat up six, seven, eight innings to start, he's going to really save this bullpen. He's attacking the zone, like I just said, and he's got some nasty, off-speed pitch, uh, pitches. His changeup moves like crazy today, and it almost has like a more horizontal break to it than the vertical drop you normally see with a changeup. His off-speed was plus. That cutter is a nice switch up from the four-seam fastball. I mean, he just has good stuff. He attacks – he's what you want a good pitcher to be, and that's why he's been a good pitcher this year, and that's why he was an all-star with Detroit, and that's why he got traded at the deadline, and that's why he had a great start today against the Miami Marlins. And you know what's even better about Lorenzen being good? Well, Christopher Sanchez has been good. Zach Wheeler has been good. Ranger Suarez has been good. Tywin Walker has been good. Aaron Nola still stinks, but that's okay. They're still going to pitch him. You have six starting pitchers now. So you can go a little bit deeper into games. In previous times, like if this was a five-man rotation, Lorenzen probably would have been out after the seventh inning, seventh inning, and you would have had to find two innings from your bullpen. But he went back out there with 90-some pitches, worked a quick inning, and the reason he got that opportunity, I believe, is because the Phillies know he's got five days off in between now and his next start as opposed to four. Six-man rotation, extra day of rest, that's going to really help extend these guys' arm life. I told you when the Phillies made the trade for Lorenzen, I was a little bit worried about his innings count and how it's going to end up being significantly higher than any innings count he's had per season in his career. Well, Having a six-man rotation gives him more time to rest and recover after he throws 100-plus pitches like he did today. And that will also help all the other pitchers that are in the starting rotation for the Philadelphia Phillies. I really do enjoy what he brings to the rotation. Now, I don't know if this is going to be typical. His next start will be in the series against the Washington Nationals, so it's not like you're going to face a great lineup there. I, I don't know, man. I don't know you get down the stretch from Michael Lorenzen when you start playing really good competition and maybe his arm gets a little bit tired. But what I'll say is today, I can't have any complaints about anything 
he did on the mound. The flow looked great. The velocity looked great. The movement looked great. The command looked great. The demeanor looked great. He just has everything you're looking for from a solid, steadying part of the rotation type pitcher. I don't think he's like the greatest pitcher to ever walk the earth, but I do think he does the things that you want from like a depth rotation piece really, really well. If from your three, four, five guys in the rotation, you want guys that attack the zone, induce weak contact, and get ahead of hitters. That's what he does, man. And eat up innings as well, I should have put in there. He does all of those things really, really well. So, yes, I love what I saw from Michael Lorenzo in his debut. His teammates seemed to love it. Uh, he had really good rapport with JT Romito. He talked about how easy it is to throw to Romito because he's just a, a catcher that you trust to be great at his position. Romito, big home run today, like I talked about earlier, so a nice day by him. It's just this was what this team should look like more often than not is what they looked like today. Trey Turner played clean defense, even though he tripped over the uh, pitcher's mound at one point trying to field the pop fly, but he caught the ball. Uh, clutch hits by young guys. Brandon Marsh with the biggest one today. The top of the order, the big guys came through. J.T. Romito, two-run home run. Like, this is the recipe for this team to be successful, and they can do it day in and day out. Like, it didn't take that much today, right? You're not looking at, like, the offense blew up or anything. No. Good start, efficiency. Good production top of the lineup, home run. Good production bottom of the lineup, Brandon Marsh, big RBI hit late. Good defense, and you move on with a win. It's that easy, folks, and I know they're going to lose games the rest of the way, but this was an example of what the Philadelphia Phillies should do over the next couple weeks as they round out this long stretch of straight games because the competition is only getting easier from here, and maybe the Phillies are starting to heat up even though they had that rough loss last night. Maybe they've won three of four. Hopefully they'll figure it out. The only time will tell. But one more time, they play the Royals tomorrow night. In Philadelphia, 7.05 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can listen to every pitch of the Phillies' hometown radio broadcast of that game on the Sirius XM app. Just go to the SXM app and search Phillies, and you'll be able to pull that up there and uh, be able to listen to the radio show that broadcasts every pitch of the Phillies game. And you're going to want to hear this one because you have an opportunity for greatness. I'm just kidding. Aaron Nola pitches. Well, if Aaron Nola has trouble against Kansas City, we'll know he's really in trouble. And speaking of guys that are really in trouble, I want to talk to you about Trey Turner and what's going wrong with him and what I think the solution needs to be for Trey because he had an abysmal series in Miami, another rough day today, and I think it's time for a change. I'll discuss and tell you exactly what that change is coming up as we wrap up Lock on Phillies. Yeah, Trey Turner had an awful series in Miami. There's no other way of slicing it. He was really, 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 really bad. And I know Rob Thompson tried earlier in the season giving him a day off, like a couple weeks ago. They tried to give him a day off. He said no. He played bad, got ejected. And they're like, okay, well, we're forcing you to take a day off. And he did, and it hasn't gotten any better. And now it might be a sit him down for, I don't know, three games. Kansas City is throwing nobody's. They're not trying to win. They weren't competitive even when they were trying to win at the start of the season. They're just not a good organization. That doesn't mean you throw out a give-up lineup, but it means if you're going to rest Trey Turner and give him a chance to mentally decompress and step away from the game for a second, this is the series to do it. I frankly, and I don't think the Phillies will, but I would sit Trey Turner for the next three games at home against Kansas City. Give him a chance to kind of chill out, decompress, mentally get right because if he struggles at home he's going to hear heavy boos at this point and i don't know he's been struggling more often than he's been helping this team uh 
Every strikeout is going to be met with booze. Any error is going to be met with major booze. A pop-out, booze. The team's losing, and you hit a ball hard, and you get out. They're going to be upset with Trey Turner because he's supposed to produce, not be this 230-something hitter. He's supposed to be a 300-something hitter, and he just hasn't been that this year. So my solution is sitting Trey Turner down for these next three games against the Kansas City Royals. There's no way you should lose them even without Trey Turner. Lose the series. I mean, you might lose a game, but it's a very good opportunity to sweep as well. But there's no way you should lose a game, even though Trey Turner sits. It's going to give him time to be with his thoughts a little bit and figure out what he needs to do to take advantage of the second half of the season being a little bit easier because he hasn't done it to this point. But he just can't keep playing baseball at the shortstop position. You traded for a utility infielder. You have one in Mundo Sosa. I don't know, figure out a way to give Trey Turner rest because if he doesn't pull out of it, he's just going to be lost for the rest of the season. I still think he works it out in the future, and this contract is not a complete waste, but this year might be a complete waste. And in the last-ditch effort to try and save him, I'm putting him down. I'm sitting him on the bench for three games to see how he reacts to that and how he mentally gathers himself. I don't know. We're at the time where you might be better off without Trey Turner in the lineup anyway. That's crazy to say, but it is what it is. But, hey, the Phillies are still winning baseball games. They're in playoff position. I mean, for as bad as some individual things and individual games have gone for the Phillies this year, the team is not in terrible shape. So, still on pace to make the playoffs. And that, I guess, is all that really matters at the end of the day. Eh, We'll take it either way. That's all for today's episode of Locked on Phillies. Thank you so much for checking us out. Make sure you're rating, reviewing, subscribing to YouTube. I certainly appreciate all that. We'll be back tomorrow, and I'll be talking about the series coming up with Kansas City and a very easy stretch for the Philadelphia Phillies. And also, we're going to have an off-the-pole for you to send you into the weekend, so we'll have all that to get to on tomorrow's episode. But, again, that's all for today's episode, so thank you so much for checking us out. And I will talk to you next time on the next episode of Locked on Phillies.